Hello and welcome to Increase Capacity, the arts and humanities audio program that is all about ever-expanding levels of beauty, truth, and goodness. And we are broadcasting, as always, out of WXPI Studios in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. The song you're listening to is called Wait For Me by Draft Squad. I'm Jesse Turi, and as always, well, guess what? I'm not joined by my, by my co-host, Dan. Hopefully, he'll be joining us soon. But I am joined by a friend of mine named Tilly Noviello. Matilda, to be precise. <laughs> so Tilly and I are, have become friends. She is a Williamsport native, and she is running for city council in Williamsport. So we're, we have friends in common, and Tilly was gracious enough to join us today. I think she has lots of great things to talk about. And I'm hoping, Tilly, that you can tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Start from the beginning, like the Big Bang. Start there. <laughs> <laughs> Everything started and oh, evolution and, life and that kind of stuff. Tilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I just want to thank you for yeah. inviting me. And, and um, Absolutely. I feel Glad honored. you can make it. I feel honored. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, I'm a Williamsport native, mm-hmm. for sure. I, cool. Um, Did you go to Williamsport High School? Southside. Okay. Oh, yeah, Southside. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um. I have lived in a couple of different states of the union. Nice. Um, and have decided to come back to Williamsport several years ago mm-hmm. because my family's here. Yeah. And I have an enormous family. Yeah. So I just, I felt... You have a big Italian family. It's huge. My dad's side of the family is Italian, Turi. Turis are Italian. Okay. Well, the Turis are actually um, Tyrolean. So Tyrolia is northern Italy. Okay. It was once a sovereign nation. It's part of Austria at one point, part of northern Italy now. Right. But they're very like they're very independent. Um, I think they're they're almost like a nation state sort of like they kind of got like a uh, uh, a Vatican thing going on. Mm. But um, but yeah, and and then my my dad's mom is Italian. That she's the di Torre, and uh, but not a big not a big family. I've always kind of been jealous of like people with big families and like lots of cousins. Mm-hmm. I have two cousins. Wow. Yeah, I kind and of got ripped off. That's odd for the the American Italian family of yeah. today, I think, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, I mean, I can't I can't even express to you how how massive our family is. I mean, I, our 2010 reunion, we probably had something I'm sorry. We probably had mm-hmm. somewhere around like 3 or 400 people. <gasps> Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's awesome, man. I know. I want to start doing reunions. Well, our family doesn't do them. My dad, I'm going to have to be the like the, the initiator. Of that? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It really yeah, is. I can imagine. My dad has spearheaded the last two, and That's he's cool. like, "I'm passing the mantle. Yeah. This is this is getting a it, little." It usually is like one person that like does it. All. Is the person yeah that that does it initiates so, it and gets really, like the glue that helps everyone to stick together. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so big Italian family mm-hmm. came back. Um, I love Williamsport. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, and I think I had to mm-hmm. leave it yeah. to realize mm-hmm. how much I loved it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's. I think it, there might be a Tom Waits song mm-hmm. that um, is reminiscent of I those like things. I love Tom mm-hmm. Waits. Um, and and it's just about you. You don't know. You don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. And um, so. Totally. And then, of course, I met my my lovely fiance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have a family. And, cool. Um, and you're running for city council. I 
am. Let's talk about that. That's okay. awesome, man. That's sure. very cool. Um, I, I think I became really compelled mm-hmm. to act because, um, and I think historically for me, mm-hmm. I have... I don't know. I think I've been more of like an armchair activist where I've been really interested in in like national, international things. Um, I spent some time in Ghana because I wanted Mm -hmm. to volunteer and I thought it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, working as an addictions counselor for the past Mm -hmm. seven years of my life, Mm -hmm. working with that population, feeling like I feeling compelled to to represent them in some way Mm -hmm. or form or fashion that they, you know, to kind of mitigate this, I don't know, this marginalization. Sure. Um, And that just kind of spurred this whole thing into motion for me. And I didn't even really know what I was getting Mm -hmm. myself into, to be (laughs) quite honest. That's the best way to do it. Just jump right in. (laughs) Lure on the job. That's kind of what I'm doing. I mean, I'm the same way. I haven't been, I haven't been like, very political like most of my life like really didn't have an interest in politics Mm -hmm. and um and it's really been yeah the last couple years the last few years five years maybe that I've been just learning as much as I can reading as much as I can learning from others who've been doing it and taking an interest really you know having kids helps because you start to really well you, you know, prioritize want. yeah and you see what's important in yep. your life and mm-hmm. you you can see you can see how mm-hmm. you can see the ripple effect yep. and the trickle down effect of how mm-hmm. things will uh, affect you and yep. your family yeah um, i i um a, a big part of it for me was uh i've, I've always sort of been you know sp- like a spiritual person mm-hmm. and um and always went to church right and and got into theology at one point mm-hmm. you know pretty pretty heavily and so it was cool having that like theological background and you know from theology i got into philosophy and having that background has um been interesting right now that i'm learning more about politics because there's a theologian i like named paul tillich and he talks about how religion is um about matters of ultimate concern okay and i think that is very true for politics sure right so politics is really gets concerned with how we sort of organize ourselves, how we conduct ourselves mm-hmm. um, as as people, as a, as a society. And um, religion is very much sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, religion and, and government are, or, or you know, in my case, it's Christianity, but the, the, the Christian church and government are concerned with, um, you know, I, I, I tend to think reducing suffering in the world. And so that's my sort of, you know, philosophy going into okay. politics, right? Wanting to reduce suffering in the world, sure. making the world a better place, yeah. especially for kids, you know? And yeah. So. I, I mean, that's an interesting angle. Um, I really, I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. I'm not familiar with this the- theologian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I come from more, well, mm-hmm. I mean, my family mm-hmm. is, they're all Catholic. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the catechisms and the yeah. communion and, and yeah. all of that good I stuff. I kind of wish I, that I, that I would have got growing up Catholic. My, my parents both did. So my, my dad was the Italian Catholics, mm-hmm. but my mom, my mom's side, she's a, a Polish Jew and, um, but then and Slovak is my grandmother. Okay. Um, but they, uh, my mom's dad was raised Catholic. So when his father came over, he hid his Judaism, right? To become no, American. No kidding. Um, um, yeah, hid his Jewishness and converted to Catholicism. But my, both my parents fled the catholic church so they were pre-vatican too 
Okay. So uh, mass was in was in Latin, and uh, they're both hippies, like in the '60s and stuff. Okay. So and my mom was like, <clears throat> she was definitely the more spiritual one, and she uh, was into like you know studied religion, got into like New Age spirituality, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. So instilled in me a very sort of naturalistic, spiritualized you know view of nature. Sure. Um, so I got that, and then they raised me you know in a Protestant sort of setting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mine was pretty traditional, yeah. Catholic. Um, you know, you yeah. you you're, you grow up with this this healthy fear of God. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, lots of guilt. Very, very <laughs> yeah. guilt. It's very guilt ridden. Nice. Um, I resented most of it. Sure. Um, I <laughs> hated going to con- to mm-hmm. confession. In fact, at one point. Yeah. I I went to a confession where it was there was no screen between oh, myself and, and oh, one weird. of the priests. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, it was one of those group confessions oh, where okay. before hmm. before I think it was like an Easter Sunday. Oh, okay. So there was droves of people who oh, hadn't wow. gone to church maybe, so they had to go and confess because that's yeah. the way that's the way it goes. You know, you uh-huh, miss church, sure. you have to go <laughs> get a catch up. Confess. <laughs> and I I was just like, you know, I don't understand why I have to confess these things to you. You know, I, you're not God and I yeah. would much rather have a personal yeah. relationship with he or she. Sure. So. Can't blame you. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but you know, looking yeah. back on it, I, mm-hmm. I, I view it as, um, as a cultural mm-hmm. anthropological experience, yeah. um, because I'm very, mm-hmm. very much disconnected from mm-hmm. it, but it doesn't, sure. that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not spiritual. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I'd like to believe that there's something greater out there. Mm-hmm. If you were to put a label on it, mm-hmm. I would probably be considered an agnostic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I want to believe in something. Sure. Yeah, because, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, one of the things that you're also involved with, I think, is the um, the push for home rule in Williamsport. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Did I got that Say right? Yeah. That. And so, um, and just hearing you talk about it a little bit has... You, you've educated me on the subject, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about it, you know, f- for people who, um, this will be recorded, and so people that aren't in the region will hear it, but for people who are in the region, I think it's it's important that they understand, you know, what is going to be on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, it's, it's pretty complex. Right. Um, because the law mm-hmm. is written in such a way that makes it difficult for people to decipher mm-hmm. it's a code because it, it's it's because <laughs> it, it's all about sort of our structure of government right local government in williamsport correct and sort of um, starting at the beginning so williamsport currently operates mm-hmm. under a 1957 mm-hmm. third class city code right okay and this was uh, a code that was given to us by mm-hmm. the state of pennsylvania mm-hmm. and we've been operating under that ever since right um and in that code Williamsport has the ability to question. They, they can put a question on the ballot mm-hmm. and um, explore to explore other forms, and those cool. could be this, you know, strong mayor, which is what which we, is what we have now. Right. Strong mayor. That's weak, such a weird one too. Like what? Weak mayor, um, yeah. commissioner, yeah. and then a city manager. Because the the one we have now, strong mayor, that means that um, the mayor has quite a bit of power. Is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, I mean, he he can do things, mm-hmm. um, and the council he can he can he can do something. Mm-hmm. He can make an executive order, and the council can right. really do nothing about it. Gotcha. Um, so, I think that the spirit behind mm-hmm. them wanting to um, put this question. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just back it up a little bit. Yeah. So, 
um, in, in the recent months, yeah. the, the city council has they they decided they want to put a question this question yeah. on the ballot to awesome. change to explore this form of government, mm-hmm. um, but they. Um, because they want to see more accountability, and they right. want to see, okay, well, um, this, the strong mayoral mm-hmm. system may not be a viable thing for Williams Sports, so yeah. maybe let's let's explore and see, yeah. let's study it and see, because... That's the way to go. Hey, I mean, why not? Why not? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the spirit of that was really awesome. I think so, too. Uh, however, the problem that... that um, that I've found mm-hmm. and the, the group uh, that I'm working with, mm-hmm. which is Citizens for Home Rule, yeah. was we realized that there's, well, in being the cornerstone of my campaign as mm-hmm. well, yeah. wanting to push home rule, mm-hmm. the city operating under that code yes. wasn't necessarily, um, how do I want to say it? Mm-hmm. They, they were excluding home rule. Oh, I see. They right. were excluding that question. Right, they were. Um, yeah. And before, and it was easy for them to just pass the ordinance. They, mm-hmm. they did a first reading. Sure. Then they did a second reading. We mm-hmm. got up, we talked, and we said, you know, hey, you're very, you know, you're talking mm-hmm. like you, you want the voters to decide on this. Yeah. And you're excited about mm-hmm. the electorate getting involved, mm-hmm. and but you're not even providing them with all the options to explore. So why not yeah. add home rule to that? Mm-hmm. Um, and home rule mm-hmm. yeah, is... Yeah, well, t- describe a little bit sorry. about what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so home rule is essentially um, simply mm-hmm. the Williams Sports ability. It's a mm-hmm. transfer of power from the state to the municipality mm-hmm. um, to pretty much design its own charter. Right. Um, that, uh, I mean, that can serve for the, the needs of the city. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of progressive things that can take place yeah. with a home rule charter. Like we can have our own like bill of rights. Is that right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. You can do yeah, bill of rights. So cool. You can do taxpayer bill of rights. Um, you can put, um, you can have uh, a recall, mm-hmm. which interesting. I think would be really cool yeah. because that's, that that puts a lot of accountability into yeah. local government because yeah. if somebody's not doing their job, mm-hmm. the electorate could essentially be like, you know, what, we're going to put an initiative in place and we're going to recall this this person because they're not doing their job. I think anyone that anything that gets people, you know, gives people the more ability to be proactive in what happens is a good thing. That's you know? democracy. I know. So, yeah. um, and here we find ourselves with, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I have no disrespect for any of this, the, the council members, mm-hmm. um, but we decided to move forward mm-hmm. as citizens to yeah. put that question on the ballot too. Yeah. So the city's question says, should a commission of seven mm-hmm. study the current form of government right. and explore the four options that we have mm-hmm. and potentially adopt it or not. Right. So in November, November 7th, mm-hmm. the voter will look at that question and say yes or no. Okay. Do we want to study it or do we not? Mm-hmm. For the past two months, myself and mm-hmm. um, my cohorts who yeah. are really, um, you know, they're very, very interested in co- in, in seeing home rule. Yep. Um, we drafted our own petitions uh, took it upon ourselves, mm-hmm. which it's, was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and we gathered enough signatures to get our question on the ballot, yeah. which is, 
should uh, a government commission mm-hmm. of seven yep. members study home rule? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 this is this is put plainly. Yeah. Now the actual language of the law is very. Yeah. It's. I, I'm just. I, I want to try and make it as easy as possible yeah. to digest. Um, but should we study um, home rule mm-hmm. and potentially adopt it? Mm-hmm. So. And the reason why we can have two questions on the ballot mm-hmm. is because we're operating under 1972 home rule law. Oh. And the city mm-hmm. is operating under 1957 third class city code. Okay. So there's two different laws at play. Yeah, weird. <laughs> which allows for these two questions that's to be on the ballot. Well, that's good. Because under 1972 law, you can't yeah. do that. You can't have two questions on the ballot at the same time. Okay. So even though... But, but since the city is operating under the, the 1952 that code, one, that's like a loophole that we can yes, put the 72 one on we as well. That's cool. We weren't sure at first. Yeah. I had a... My well, that's in, a good thing. My intuition told mm-hmm. me that, that it could happen, but my biggest fear is confusion. Yeah. When people go to the polls. It is a little confusing because like... Under the 1952 thing, there are a couple options, right? So that would throw people off, right? Well, no. The I think what's going to be confusing mm. confusing for the voters is, mm-hmm. well, what are these questions? Oh, and, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, because I mean, is it is it? So how is it? How is it going to be on the ballot? Is there an option to like study both things, or is there an option to just study the options under 1952, 57 or 57? Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. or study home rule and adopt it so it's going to be those two okay so there's no option to study both well what will happen is Mm -hmm. if the electorate does vote yes then there will be two commissions to study (laughs) oh interesting oh i see okay well that's cool that's great um so i mean it could get it could get really really complicated yeah yeah yeah. um but wow what a lot of fun yeah yeah, and um and unprecedented like this has never happened I know. This yeah has never i think it's great before, and it's I a great love, thing and i love to be a part of it and i'm glad that i am too yeah mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad you're here to be able, be able to talk about it oh my gosh it's, it's so, very exciting yeah and, and but with this excitement mm-hmm. comes apprehension because mm-hmm. when you do things like this you tend to make mm-hmm. some enemies that you don't mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily think that you would yeah but you know i just I don't know. I've always operated under uh-huh. this this moral code, if you will, sure. of just being honest for yeah. crying out loud. Like, yeah, okay, come on. you know, if you're gonna do something, if you if you want, if you believe mm-hmm. in the in the spirit of democracy yeah. and people getting involved, like, mm-hmm. let's put all the cards out on the table so that they well, can see it for themselves. I you agree. Know? Yeah. Um, and our hashtag for my campaign is yeah. um, engage and empower. Cool. So I, I, I felt I, I find this to be very apropos, mm-hmm. you know, oh, of, of putting this question on the yeah. ballot. Um, and we have one more day before they challenge. Because if oh, they okay. challenge us. I didn't hear about that. Okay. Yeah. So they, hmm. the, anybody in the city could challenge us. Interesting. And if they do, mm-hmm. then the. Um, director of voter services or the board of elections what they'll do is they'll go through each signature with a fine tooth comb oh you mean they'll challenge your petitions yes i see yeah because they don't they might not want two questions on the ballot in november gotcha Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. okay well i hope that doesn't happen (laughs) i hope so too um and with that being said tomorrow um well this is going to be airing after that yeah we are going to be having a press conference okay good oh and that was that's this is perfect opportunity to talk about it. We are uh-huh. interested in you, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, cool. 
if you wanted to run as a commissioner? Oh, interesting. I, I don't know I'm how you honored feel about to that. be considered about that. I'm, I'm honored <laughs> to be considered and would love to, yeah, find out more about what, what okay. that entails and stuff. Yeah. I think, like you said, I think it's, um, it's important to be active and, and really put your money where your mouth is, right? And Not even, just sit back and read about stuff. But right. so I, I think I would, I would be interested. And, and, I mean, and it's, you know, but it's I, I'd a, like to learn a little bit more, though. Right. And, yeah. So it's a voluntary position, cool. mm-hmm. um, and you'd be on the ballot, sure. just like everybody else who'd be Great. running. And the cool. study would last maybe eighteen months. Mm-hmm. So it's eighteen months of your time, sure, and it's a vigorous study nice. of. Well, what I do it, like to study. What it, it, well, so I like I. to do research. So. so do I. It might be. I love to something read. That's good. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and we're not reinventing the wheel here. I mean, we're looking. We're we're comparing. We're looking at other cities who have adopted it. Right. There are seventy-five other municipalities mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania who have adopted Home Rule Charter. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to look at a city that has roughly the mm-hmm. same size. Cool. Um, and we're going to we're going to look at their charter, mm-hmm. and then we're going to tailor it to what Williamsport's needs yeah. are. It just makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, good. Well, great. So, I'm excited. I, I would really hope that you would exciting. consider. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm consider. I would love to. Yeah, love to consider it. And yeah, that's I very mean, exciting. Civic engagement at its yeah. finest, really, because mm-hmm. it's you know you're being a public servant and you're not being yeah. paid for it. Sure. Um, but you're doing something for the greater good. Yeah. No, I agree totally. So, well, good. Thanks, Tilly. Yeah. yeah. This is this is wonderful. And. Um, that was that was great. That was a great intro. Mm-hmm. And is there any more you wanted? I, I think I think we got a lot. That was okay. great. Yeah, okay. very good. I think we are ready to get into format. Okay. Um, but before we do, let me tell people about the show because I didn't do that yet, and I and I, and I always like to do that before we um uh, before we dive in. Okay. You know? Um, just you know, because sometimes we have th- this this show is streamed, but it's also podcasted. So I don't know why anyone would download like episode nine, you know, and start start right there but just in case they do here's what the show is about okay <laughs> the title of the show is increased capacity so this is a riff on a concept from a 20th century uh philosopher and you know academic kind of guy that that i like his name's alfred north whitehead and um the cool thing is that he had a very well interesting and sort of aesthetic uh and even you could you could say consciousness centric definition of evolution and the reason i say consciousness centric there is just because he he's he was what you called uh, a uh, a panpsychist he believed that everything in the, the the universe had a sort of interior aspect to it okay okay so um as opposed to like a materialist right a materialist would say um well there's really just matter in the universe and you know subjectivity or consciousness at some point emerges out of this lifeless dead matter, right? He believes that there's a soul. Whitehead? Yeah. mm -hmm, Yep. And so, like, and the opposite of a materialist would be an idealist, right? Who says something like, well, you know, it looks like there's matter around us and it looks like there are things out there, Mm -hmm. but really it's just things that pop out of consciousness. We experience everything through our senses, don't we? Right, and we can only make sense of the world through our subjectivity, through our psyche. That's right. So that's what the idealist would say, and they would say, you know, the material world is really just a secondary appearance. Right, it's completely opposite of what the materialist would say. Materialist would say, you know, subjectivity is a secondary illusion. Right, a scientist would say this: it's an illusory quality mm-hmm. that you have to overcome to get to the objective truth. Right. Well, Whitehead 
is neither of those. Okay. Or both of those, you could say. He's a panpsychist. He believes that, that everything experiences, right? That there's okay. experience in everything. Okay. And that's... Regardless of whether mm-hmm. there's a soul or, or not a soul. Yeah, well, I mean, you could... Materialist. Yeah. Well, regardless you, of the materialist mm-hmm. and the idealist. Um, so Whitehead talks about how... So a panpsychist believes that there is a psychic quality to everything. Okay. Yeah. So, but but okay, but so doesn't how do you, reject. How do you define psychic, though? Yeah. So just the interior or the mental. There's mental sort okay, of so quality. Okay. So cognitive. Subjective. Okay. So the, the simplest way that I that I think about it, the, the, you could put it, is that um, subjectivity and objectivity have existed since anything has existed. Okay. Right. Okay. I don't know. That, that seems like an easy way to put it because the materialist would want to say that. The subjectivity popped out magically out of the material, out of, you know, matter at some point. And, you know, the idealist says the opposite. Well, I mean, uh, that begs the question for Mm -hmm. me. Sure. uh, Where consciousness comes, where where Mm -hmm. consciousness begins. Yeah, sure. Because of our intelligent design. So Mm -hmm. um, it it can't just be, it can't just be Mm -hmm. blobs of matter. Correct, yeah. For me. Yeah. And and the way Whitehead would would talk about this is that there are sort of degrees of... um, you know, of a uh, subjective or, or consciousness. Okay. So it's not that everything <clears throat> has human consciousness, right? right. Um, but it's that there, it's not, it's entities are different in degree, not kind. So it's not that they have a different kind of subjectivity or consciousness or, or experience. It's just that it's a different, in, it's different in degree. Okay. Um, so, um, and, and this, this gets into to, to the part, part of the show that, as things evolve and mature and grow, they become more complex okay. and more developed, right? So um, that, that was Whitehead's thing, that um, he seemed to view evolution as an increase in the capacity. That's where I get the title from. Oh. An increase in the capacity to experience what is intrinsically valuable. Oh, my God. I okay. love it. So, so with this in mind, that's what we do. We, we try to break the show up into three segments, beauty, truth, and goodness. So these are the, these are the three sort of transcendental ideals right so plato talks about these um that they've been recognized uh since antiquity throughout cultures you know throughout the world mm-hmm. um the eastern thinkers talk about talk about these these values um we can think of them as soul mind or heart jesus talks about these you know mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> so i guess tonight that's what we're going to be doing we're going to be bringing one thing from each category till he brought something to talk about and I'm going to bring two things to talk about tonight because Dan is going to talk about uh, uh, one thing tonight. Where and is Dan? Yeah, he's, I think he's coming. <laughs> we're, we're waiting for him. But if he doesn't come, we'll, we'll, we will, I don't know, we'll figure something out. <laughs> so, oh, so I'm only, can I, mm-hmm. can I speak on all three? You can, yeah. Uh, well, I hope so. I would love to. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Let's, without further ado, I was just, um, you know, I was just, uh, I just was out back. Mm-hmm. I dipped my finger into the uh, to the beauty pool. Okay. I checked the temperature. All right. Everything's good. So. Feels good. The water's nice. All right. So we're going to dive into the beauty pick. Okay. You ready? Yes. Beauty. And we're back. This is the beauty section, you guys. Oh, by the way, let me let me just say one thing. We also have another person in the studio here. And hello. his name is Pookie Bear. His name is Benny. He lives in my house. Yeah. And, and uh, he... I wanted to come. 
<laughs> He's here. <laughs> How's it going, Benny? Good. Okay, good. We're glad you're here. I don't know if I'm on the radio show because I don't have my mic. Oh, your headphones on? My you, headphones you're, you're, on, but I don't need them. You're not wearing your cans. Don't know. <laughs> I call those the cans. I don't care. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, no. thanks for saying hi, Benny, and thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> oh, so Let's say hi again. Okay, well, you can say hi any time. <laughs> okay, so Tilly, did you bring something beautiful to talk about? What I find to be beautiful. Yeah. Well, many things. Good. Oh my gosh, I thought about <laughs> this all weekend long. Yes. Um. So, what I find to be beautiful mm-hmm. is the ability for human beings to intellectually make love. Interesting. And I call it intellectual love making uh-huh. because just like you and I are sitting mm-hmm. here right now, we're creating this discourse. Sure. Um, and it's, it's this type of um, stimulation that mm-hmm. drives me mm-hmm. and um, makes me feel so inspired. <gasps> Excellent. And that's why, that's why it's love making to me. Yeah. Because Great. Yeah. it's intimate uh-huh. and it's raw mm-hmm. and... Um, Again, I mean, it's inspiring. It, mm-hmm. it tugs at your mm-hmm. your heartstrings. It sure. makes you think about things. Yeah. Um, and I even and uh, and even speaking to somebody mm-hmm. with different viewpoints. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's this learning experience that yep. takes place. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know. It's it's incredibly beautiful to me. Yeah, absolutely. Among so many other things, I hear what you're <laughs> saying. It's almost it's almost like like improvisation almost. Right, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're like making music or making um, mm-hmm. like uh, like making art, mm-hmm. right? The conversation, and good sort of stimulating conversation, can be very similar. And and yeah, I mean, I, on a daily basis, what I yeah. do for a living is yeah. you know, I mean, even as a therapist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I there, there's there's moments where you sure. know I'm engaging with people every single day. Yeah. And sometimes it can be very exhausting, but then there's those moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, like nice. we totally just, we, we transcended this, this, yeah. we had, we, just, we had a moment, we had this intense right. moment and this, this really raw understanding yep. and, yep. um, it was just, it's incredible and beautiful. <laughs> That's a great pick. So, I'm with you. I don't know. And we just had Dan come in. Dan's here. Hey. Hey, Dan. <laughs> What's up, Al? We nice just started the beauty you. pick. Nice to meet you. <laughs> you didn't miss much. Oh, good, good. <laughs> and right. Tilly was telling us um, at the top of the show, she told us all about um, her uh, city council uh, run. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. city council campaign. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we, we stalled, man, waiting for you. Oh, <laughs> we, we yeah we had some things to talk about. So yeah, we did. Fun. It was good. It's yeah, you missed fun. a lot, dude. Oh, well, I'm sure I'll listen to it. Lots <laughs> yeah, of good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but Tilly was just jumping into her beauty pick, and mm-hmm. and I think it was marvelous. Hmm. Good pick. I, I don't know. It was it was uh, there was a couple of things that I mm-hmm. wanted to, to yeah. touch on, but uh, go ahead. I, you, and more? Can I can I? Say I mean, more? if you want, yeah. Oh, gosh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have some more, like yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, another thing I find to be beautiful is, um, the ability to, um, nurse my daughter. I know Uh that sounds, it might sound a little weird, but gosh, it's like the most beautiful experience Mm -hmm. too, because, uh, there's this, uh, 
this hormone that gets released. Yeah, sure. And it's the love hormone. It's called oxytocin. Uh, yeah, totally. And um, it is the most beautiful bonding mm-hmm. experience that you can have with nice. your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's really nothing quite like it. I believe it. But so those are the two things that Excellent. I really wanted to speak on because they're just. And then, of I mean, you can talk about art. You can talk about movies, oh, there's so much. stories. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we'd be going for hours and hours yeah, yeah, yeah. into the, you know, into the morning. So those are two awesome picks. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's crazy. It reminds me of, of Sonia. Um, and Natalie has been nursing her for you know a while now. She's mm-hmm. going to be well, a year, a year old now, but, um, she's funny. I mean, <clears throat> it's funny how kids, they, I mean, you, you two, you both have kids. Dan has, has two kids and, um, it's funny how they develop like early on these sort of things that they do. So, so Sonia has developed, um, like these coping mechanisms almost like, you know, like hmm. dealing with reality. Um, I mean, I did it like thumb sucking, you know, or just like I had all these weird sort of compulsive things that I would do as a kid. I remember doing them like with my, with that blanket, rubbing my blanket on me, like it's weird things. Um, Sonia has developed this like scratching thing that she okay. does and pinching thing particularly. <laughs> and poking. And poking. <laughs> right, Penny? Uh, sounds like my daughter. Yeah. Oh so, I mean, I guess it's not uncommon, like the poking and the scratching thing, but it's funny because she will do it to Natalie, um, mm. right? Like uh, in- wow. instead of instead of nursing sometimes, she'll pinch hmm. you know what. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's what she does. My uh, daughter does the same thing to me. I know what. <laughs> you know what, Penny? Yeah. So, but the funny, the other funny thing is that, is that I have a mole on my neck that kind of looks like one, kind of looks like a nipple, um, <laughs> like a very tiny one. Pinches and she it. pinches that, right? <laughs> a nubbin. A nubbin. <laughs> yeah, that's what, my daughter does the same thing. Uh, I think it's just uh, out of curiosity. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really cute, but sometimes it gets annoying. I gotta oh be honest. Gosh, it's terribly <laughs> annoying. I mean, uh, you got, you got to take the, you know, the bad with the good oh, on yeah, that do. one yeah. because especially when they get older. And yes. you're nursing them, and they're yeah. they're over a year old, and they just yep. they're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> well, your pick ties perfectly in with my beauty pick. Okay. Okay, because I'm going to jump into my beauty pick. Do tell. And it is a blog post that I wrote. Mm. Um, but the the actual pick is the subject of the blog post, and it's parenting. Okay. I think I find parenting to be a beautiful thing. Okay. So, I want to read a little bit of this post. Um, this post that I wrote and the title of the post is called the complex and tragically beautiful experience Mm. of being a parent. Oh yeah. So this is a quote from Whitehead. I just was talking about him. The future is big with every possibility of achievement and tragedy. So I recently had a brief small talk type conversation with someone. Um, and this person asked me what it was like to be a parent. Um, so not having an adequate adequate uh, response and I didn't have time to prepare like this wise saying or some kind of drop some wisdom on him you know which I could wish I, I wish I could always do that <laughs> um, I think I said something like being a parent is simultaneously exhausting and exhilarating and unlike anything else I've experienced or probably ever will experience reflecting back on my reply I think it was a pretty honest and accurate response being a parent is unequivocally beautiful It's an unequivocally beautiful experience, unlike anything else I've encountered. And people who don't become parents, for whatever reasons, uh, can't necessarily experience this. Um, Thus, my my interlocutor's uh, question to me, you know, he generally, I think, wanted to know what it was like to be a parent. Um, And so this is something that I, you know, I really hadn't thought much about. 
Uh, but it's true. I think people who aren't parents, right, to human children, they they have a less sort of complex, complex, less expansive life than me in a major sort of way. And, you know, I... I I don't want that to come off as like sounding judgy or right. weird or elitist condescending or, or condescending or anything like that. I'm, I'm simply acknowledging a genuinely accepted truth that being a parent can perhaps be one of the most beautiful things that humans can experience. Hmm. But in the same breath, I have to say that at the same time, being a parent does also mean that things get more complex and or complicated. <laughs> yeah. No okay. doubt. So... Um, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy over here, this guy knows what I'm talking about. So Whitehead believed that, and this is a little bit about how White, Whitehead thinks about beauty, since this is the beauty top, sub, top, uh, category, I figured it would be great to talk about this. He believed that there is a telos in the universe, okay? Or uh, another word for telos is like a grand purpose, right? Okay. okay? Um, so this telos is primarily directed at the attainment of aesthetic value as beauty, Right? So you've heard, I think MLK is famous for saying the, the universe has an arc toward justice, right? Well, Whitehead would say the universe has an arc towards beauty, okay? okay. So his is a very aesthetic uh, philosophy. Gotcha. Um, he says that um, um, he means embracing, uh, oh yeah, and beauty for Whitehead means embracing the plurality of contrasts that exist uh, and harmonizing them into intensity of feeling, okay? So... In art, we can talk about we can talk about art that way. So we can say perhaps good art is art that has intense contrasts, mm-hmm. but harmonizes them in such a way that it creates this amazing experience. Absolutely. So we might simply say that beauty is an intense harmony of contrasts, and the more intense, diverse, intricate, encompassing, transformative, and multifaceted something is, the more beautiful in terms of significance it may be. Now, beauty is not always good. Okay. In fact, it's really never only good. Okay, Steve Odin, who wrote a, a really good book um, about this, about aesthetics, he says that um, he says that since all beauty perishes as soon as, soon as it becomes, um, all beauty is tragic beauty. Hmm. So, in our temporal existence as humans, we experience both the joy of beauty arising through the creative process and the inevitable destruction, destructive loss of that beauty hmm. at the same time. Yeah. So, so uh, another way to put it is how John, John Cobb puts it. He's a, he's a process theologian. And he, he says it very poetically. He says that greater complexity of experience overcomes triviality, but it does not guarantee bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in fact, um, it may open the door to discord so great that the positive enjoyment of experience will be virtually eliminated. Okay. So, in other words, what Cobb is saying here, I think, is is that an abundant, beautiful, adventurous, loving life brings with it great risks. Sure. To love someone is to be vulnerable and to open yourself up to being hurt. This is parenthood in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Parenthood is an adventure that opens the door to such glorious, blissful moments that I seriously cannot describe them with any great justice. Simply enjoying the feeling of sitting with my children and smelling their hair is surely what Jesus was talking about when he described Zoe Ionin, or eternal life, in the New Testament. Um, Parental life is often a life that transcends life in the present age. At its best, parenthood is as close to heaven as it gets, in my opinion. It is a beautiful life that is so rich, profound, and meaningful that it often brings tears to my eyes just thinking about it. 
as I wrote that part, I teared up a bit. Mm -hmm. I, made, I made a note of that. There is nothing comparable to seeing your child smile at you for the first time or light up with glee and reach for you when you walk into the room. I'd argue that unconditional love is one of the most glorious gifts one, one can be given. And this sort of love flows from children continuously and effortlessly. Parental life is indeed an abundant and fruitful life. However, as Cobb, Whitehead, and Odin remind us, that which makes greater enjoyment possible also makes greater suffering possible. Mm. This is true with parenting as well. The risk and subsequent anxiety involved in becoming a parent is, well, for lack of a better word, staggering. I mean, I, can, I can't say how nervous I was um, learning that I was going to be a father. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, just sitting there thinking about how... You know, asking myself the what if questions, right? What if, what if I'm not a good dad? What if the kid is, you know, doesn't like me? <laughs> you know, what if, what if the, the baby isn't healthy? You know, uh, mm. I mean, the anxiety, the stress. Oh, yeah. Um, what if I lose my job? How will I, what will I do? What mm. will we do? Mm -hmm. um, how do I even hold a baby? Yeah, what if, what if I'm not a <laughs> I've never done this before. Yeah. My own child, <laughs> yes. you know. Um, so it's like, I mean, the anxiety and the what if questions, um, they, they've subsided a bit, actually, mm -hmm. with the second child. But, sure. you know, that anxiety, that stress, it never goes away. It never mm -hmm. does. Um, in large part, dying to your own needs and worrying about the safety and well-being of your children is part of what it means to be a parent. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Can I just so, add, uh, yeah. you know, as a father, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the mother has nine yeah. months to really bond with the baby while sure. it's still in the that's, womb. That's interesting, and it's, yeah. It's, it's hard to know as a father, like, how to introduce yourself into that, right? And, you know, into that environment. It's, yeah. it's it was weird because you know April had right nine months with with Chloe, and mm -hmm. I didn't you know get to really meet her until she was here. Yep. And it's yep. it's it's hard to know. Like I said, it's no hard to know where to fit in I when know. that time comes. You know, it, it happens eventually, of course. But sure. Yeah. yeah what yeah. I did was read like stacks of parenting books. Yeah, you gave me one uh, read <laughs> through <laughs> other people's experiences and. That kind of thing, like child psychology books, you know, like, uh, I don't know. It was, it was crazy, but I mean. There's, I mean, there's, there's definitely some positives to, mm -hmm. to the studying. And I mean, I, I, sure. I believe there's a whole market mm -hmm. out there for that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, you know? sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I also just, I want to speak on just, mm -hmm. you know, in, intuitiveness. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Your ability to, you know, when you see your child mm -hmm. for the first time. Uh, it, it's I can't even. There's no words. No, there's it's no words profound. For, it's profound. Yeah. Um. You know when I when I had my first my first child. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I bawled my eyes out. Me too. Yeah. I mean, literally, like cried mm -hmm. like a baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I still do. Um. The the experience like this the it's in the intensity of experiences. I know, Un and, and I feel like all believable. my fears were just wiped mm -hmm. away because I knew at that yep. moment what I had to, not what I had to do, but yeah. what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and yep. that, that was the beauty there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, like I mean, like I say, like I say in the post here, it says, um, it, I mean, the fun times that we spend, you know, with our kids are irreplaceable. The, mm -hmm. You know, they're oftentimes, they're, mm -hmm. they're incomparable moments, you know. I mean, like you were saying, only... Only parents can understand the simple but unspeakable profundity uh, when your child crawls into your lap and falls asleep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I have to say, at the same breath, right? We saw at the beginning we had to we had to admit that things perish as soon as they they become. Mm -hmm. um, 
we all know pain burns more intensely when it involves those whom we love and are intimately entangled with. Mm -hmm. um, the untimely death of a child, God forbid, for instance, certainly counts as one of the most cataclysmic and grievous events that a parent could ever undergo. Mm. Um, I mean, additionally, some of the most fierce, draining, and devastating fights or arguments that I've had in my life have been with those I'm closest to, you know, like my parents, my spouse, you know, my child, you know. Um, but entering into loving relationships is risky. It's risky business because it opens the door to the possibility of intense conflict as well as intense serenity to intense bliss as well as intense misery, intense exhaustion as well as intense liveliness. We can attempt to stop or avert this pain and misery, but avoiding relationships altogether, I'm convinced it's not possible. Um, but even if it were, um, as Cobb said, this would lead to a trivial existence at best. For sure. If we tried to isolate ourselves, you know. Um, so relationships are scary. They're risky. Uh, new adventures, new creative projects, heck, new things. Just new things in general are scary. But... The life Jesus talks about in the Gospels is not possible without this risk. Accepting Jesus' invitation to Zoe, Ionen, true aliveness, or sometimes scholars translate it as life to the full, means that we have an adventure ahead of us. And it will be tragic, it will be difficult, and perhaps fraught with peril at times, but also beautiful, abundant, and deeply, deeply meaningful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thanks, guys. That's well, my that's my uh, beauty pick. Well written. Parenting. Yeah, yeah but that was really parenting's well beautiful. It's tragically beautiful, but it's beautiful. It's exhausting. <laughs> yes, um, uh, but yeah, it's very beautiful. Um, my my child, my son, my mm -hmm. firstborn. I mean, he's my my anchor. Yeah, you know, I felt sure. like I felt like in some ways I was really kind of in orbit. Yeah. there, yeah. you know, and hmm. then you have you have your child. Yeah. I had my boy, and I was just like, oh my gosh, everything just kind of. Yes. It was like the veil was was pulled from my eyes and I, yep. I could finally see I know the where my purpose was, sure. you mm. know, the purpose-driven life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, Good. Well, I think really we'll... Thanks. Mm -hmm. Let's move. Let's keep moving and keep the train going. We'll move in to the truth section. Truth. And we're back with the truth section. Now... I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do the truth section this time, but I think Dan has something prepared, unless Tilly wants to go first. You guys can flip a coin. Let's let, let's Dan have a go. Okay. Dan, you're <laughs> up, man. You're up the bat. Okay. Well, I'm going to start out by, uh, my, my truth section isn't necessarily about a movie, but I'm going to start talking about a, a movie that I saw uh, this past weekend um, called Captain Fantastic with uh, Viggo Mortensen. I don't know if you've cool. you seen know it. Cool. Don't know it. No, I haven't seen I it. I started watching it. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah quite interesting very interesting oh, cool um so I yeah seen, i haven't seen him in anything in a while yeah, no cool. yeah it's i mean it's i think it's the only thing i've seen him in besides mm -hmm. lord of the rings and, and oh and the road oh, anyway, okay. anyway uh so yeah it's, i watched this movie it's just it was very interesting um and it's one of those movies that mm -hmm. sticks with you you know like barbecue sticks to your ribs you know it's just really nice. uh <laughs> but it's about this this father he has six children and mm -hmm. he's he's raising them basically an off the grid in the middle cool. of the woods. He teaches them survival skills. Um, but he also, they're also very intelligent. Um, they're very well-learned, you know. Um, cool. But they have very interesting ideologies as well. Um, 
and uh, like for instance, they they celebrate Noam Chomsky's uh, birthday as if it were Christmas. Oh, and that's awesome! <laughs> so, dude. I love Noam. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, love gnome yeah i'm a big fan (laughs) my friend my friend has a dog or yeah my two friends have have a dog and they named they named the dog gnome chomsky oh they did that's funny (laughs) shout out to dj yeah so it kind of has i don't know it it, it's kind of like little miss sunshine meets into the wild but not really like it but it has like a similar feel Mm -hmm. to those movies if you've Mm -hmm. seen those and and you like those Mm -hmm. um but i'm gonna do something jesse you weren't you weren't expecting this oh good we're gonna do a, a bit of dialogue from the uh, the movie, and um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, be playing the part oh of, nice. of Ben, which is played by Viggo Mortensen, and, <laughs> okay. and and you'll be um, Bo, who is his son. I can't think of the name of the actor that plays okay. him right now. I think it's Very good. George something. But um, here I, I have it up on my phone, so I'll read Great. Ben's parts. Okay, and it's it's a scene where they're coming into town for supplies and mm-hmm. get mail, um, and there's some girls that are kind of being flirtatious with, with the son. Okay. And so Ben has a little conversation with him. And, mm-hmm. and it starts out, he says, go talk to them. We got time. Ask her what, he, what she thinks of the working people creating an armed revolution against the exploiting classes and their state structures. <laughs> well, Marxists can be just as genocidal as capitalists. Or whether or not she's uh, <laughs> dialectical materialist and accords primacy to the class struggle. Avoid Marxism or telling her you're a Trotskyite. Trotskyist. Only a Stalinist would call a Trotskyist a Troxyite. And I'm not a Troxyist anymore. I'm a Maoist. Right. I forgot. Sorry. So anyway, that <laughs> kind of gives you an idea of, good stuff, of the where these people are. Nice. Conversations of young, of young children in the wild. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. this. Feral <laughs> yet intelligent. And yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just, and, you know, as far as fitting into society, they, they, yeah. they don't. Interesting. Um, cool. But they, you know, they find themselves mm-hmm. in many situations throughout the movie where they're in different situations and okay. they're making people very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but it's it's an interesting movie. It's on Amazon Prime. But anyway, I, I just kind of wanted to use that as an introduction cool, um, cool. to talk more about, you know, society um, in general and, you know, kind of, you know, maybe more about more specific things too. But, you know, America and actually the whole world is just made up of all different societies. Um mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's what makes the world, that's what makes this country great is that we have so many different cultures, so many different societies. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even families are like, you know, little micro societies. Yeah. You know, what, what goes on in one home yep. doesn't happen in another home, you know, like mm-hmm. um, sometimes the kids will be like, well, you know, so-and-so's parents you know, let their kids do this and right. stuff. You know, like, yeah. like my daughter Chloe could come home and say, Patty McPatterson's parents permit her to partake in a pack of peppermint patties prior to a pasta dinner. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, that's just... <laughs> she's never said that. But um, she would say that. Yeah. <laughs> made that up. Anyway. Um, Patty McPatterson. Yeah, Patty McPatterson. What's she doing over there? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <That's> <laughs> I don't know how you just said that, by the way. That <laughs> yeah, was impressive. It was impressive, dude. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, but, you know, there's parts of society that mm-hmm. just, you know, and we need to, I think we need to acknowledge what happened last week. Yeah. Um, with what happened in Charlottesville. Yeah, and, man. Um, I don't understand why things like the KKK, you know, neo-Nazism, mm-hmm. why white supremacy exists. Supremacy shouldn't exist in any, you know, race or, yeah. you know, religion, but... You know, these are just things that need to end. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that for the most part, people want peace. Yeah. Um, 
but I find that a lot of people want peace through uh, uniformity, through yeah. everyone else believing what they believe or acting how they do, dressing mm-hmm. the same, you know, whatever, what have you. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, people that want peace through, you know, agreeing to disagree with others yeah. by accepting different societies, different cultures. And, you know, I honestly believe that's the way to go to mm-hmm. find peace is, you know, and unfortunately that's probably never going to happen because not everyone agrees with that viewpoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's it's hard. Yeah, man. And, you know, we're just, we're constantly reminded through Charlottesville, through, you know, um, just over the past few years, yeah. just I feel like something pops up in the news um, yeah. now and then just... Mm-hmm. You know, and when when is something going to be done about it? You know, yep. so there, there's there's really no telling. I mean, mm-hmm. every individual. I, I think there's. I think we are creatures not only of desire, but um, we want to attach ourselves. I mean, look at our kids. No, they run to us. They mm-hmm. cling to us. Mm-hmm. We are social 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 creatures. Oh yeah, and yep. if there is something within ourselves that we don't understand or that we don't like Mm -hmm. or that scares us and we are maybe ostracized for it Mm -hmm. or made fun of for it. And it's, I think we're more likely to, in our vulnerable state, Mm -hmm. uh, cling on to something to an ideology. Sure. And that's actually my truth Mm -hmm. today. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. um, good, good transition. Wow. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, I was, I was done actually. But um, I just, you know, I, uh, my ending statement is, you yeah. know, we we need unity, not uniformity. Cool. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Agree, absolutely, man. agree. Yeah. Um, and, and with that, I'll say that um, it, uniformity ideology can be dangerous. It is yep. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, mm-hmm. so I analyze things of the mind you know yeah. and yeah. i like psychology it starts too. with the individual yeah and i feel as though it's that's where it begins hmm. that's where it begins um and then it just continues with it amplifies yeah um but and and it's it, it's not to say i can't sit here and tell you that i'm not an ideologue mm-hmm. um i would like to keep an open mind. I love peace and love and understanding uh-huh. and thinking outside of all types of boxes and shapes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I can't, I can't even comprehend what I can't comprehend neo-Nazism. I cannot, I, no. it's incomprehensible to me. Yeah. Um, so I would like to say that I'm, without ideology because i can i can see what it does to people yeah. i can see what it does to and how it afflicts i mm-hmm. mean yeah. yeah certainly this weekend was just unbelievable yeah you know yeah. um to, uh, i mean I, I i consider myself a religious person mm-hmm. and however i'm i'm uh, my caveat is that i'm a religious naturalist a special kind of religious naturalist mm-hmm. But one thing that I like about religion is that <clears throat> when words fail, right, when secular words fail for, and in this case they do, 
um, religion gives us a vocabulary to talk about this stuff okay. in a way that you know psychology can, in a way that philosophy can't even do. Mm. We can label this as evil, as demonic, as satanic, right? This kind of hatred, and that's what it is. It's satanic. It's evil. It's mm-hmm. it's hatred. <clears throat> now, one thing I will say is that I, I, I caveat because I'm a religious naturalist. Now I don't. What, what I mean by that is that I don't believe in supernatural, sort of literal, personified, demonic force in the world, right? Okay. I don't believe there's like a literal devil and that there are demons sort of possessing people and making them do terrible things. Now, a lot of people believe that, like, you know, uh, during, you know, antiquity, during the, f- the first century, right? So you're using the word just figuratively. Then. Well, um, I'll get to that. Okay. I, I'm Sorry. using it in a way that, um, <clears throat> that I think that first century people would be comfortable with. So they... You know, a lot of people did literally believe in, in that that there was a demonic force, and, I, and I'm not one to I'm not I don't want to become off as like as like having certitude. You know, mm-hmm. there may be there may be an evil force. I'm not dismissing that. Um, if that's your thing, if you believe in a literal devil, cool, whatever. Uh, what I'm saying is that I'm in a particular time. I'm in a particular place. I'm located in this particular situation, which is Western, the Western world, the United States. I'm influenced by science, right? I, I, I recognize science as being a legitimate way to, one legitimate way to investigate reality. It's a way. Mm-hmm. But I take it seriously. And so I, 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 don't, I don't go blaming everything on, on the devil made me do it. Yeah. Right? Sure. I don't do that. Sure. So <clears throat> I, I take the question too seriously. I take the question of human suffering and hate and evil too seriously to blame everything on the devil. But... The problem that a lot of progressive sort of religious people face then by getting rid of that, 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 that supernatural force is that we begin to demonize people. Yeah. You know? okay. And so we begin to say that person is evil. Yeah. That person is bad. Right. And as a Christian, I can't go there because it leads to, it leads to other evils, right? It leads to me doing what Dan was talking about. You know, forcing someone's subjugation, oppression. That's what it leads to, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, um, since I no longer believe in these things, I, I really like how Paul talks about in the New Testament that we battle against, not flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers mm-hmm. of this age. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness in this world, right? right. So, as a systems thinker... Um, I tend to interpret that verse the way, you know, theologian Walter Wink interprets it. And he talks about the principalities as things like institutions, you know, ideologies. You mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Companies, countries, economies, and religions, right, that command our daily concern. Hmm. Okay? Now, these are are things that, you know, people, sure, people have ambitions to power, right, and they want to become powerful, but... The principalities lie beyond human control, right? So Dan was talking about societies. We form societies, and things emerge from that societies. We form institutions, and those things become out of our control. One person in that society can't necessarily control that institution that comes out of that society. They lie beyond human control, but yet we depend on them, Mm -hmm. right? We devote ourselves to them. Sometimes we even die for them, Mm -hmm. right? And these things, they, they organize our efforts into, I mean... Horrific, horrific wars, but also marvelous orchestras. Hmm. So, white supremacy, Nazism, um, white nationalism. It, I mean, to some degree, 
and I'm not saying I don't want to abstract away from like the literal sort of concrete hatred and you know stuff that they stand for but to some degree those are ideologies that possess people and make them do terrible things yeah so as a religious person i can talk about things that way and i can battle against these things okay you know what i mean sure i like the way you think I thanks really do. <laughs> thank you i mean it's uh, it's it's different from the way that i think sure yeah you know i hope so um, <laughs> And it's inspiring, so thank you. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. I, I appreciate appreciate your truth pick. Yeah. yeah. It's good. So what's next then? Let's get into goodness. Hmm. Goodness. And we're back. Dan, this is the goodness pick. You're not doing goodness, are you? I, I'm, no, I'm no good okay. tonight. You're no good tonight, man. <laughs> it's a no good. Uh. It's a no good. Uh. Does Benny have one? Benny, do you have a quick goodness pick? No. No? No? Come on, come up with something good real quick. Uh, What's good? Uh, that sound is not good. Uh, <laughs> that sound is... Okay, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Looks like that applesauce pouch was good. <laughs> yes. Cool. Um, okay. That was my goodness pick. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Um, okay, um, I'll go, I'll, I'll do my goodness pig really quick. It is a, it is a article, um, and it, it is a news article, and it's a little, it's a little, um, it's a little inspirational. It's good. Yeah. Um, my good picks don't, aren't always good, um, but, the, but this one, this one's fun. It's, the, uh, the headlines reads, uh, this battery made of paper can be powered by the bacteria in your spit. Mm-hmm. Yay. So... It reads here that you can make a battery out of a lemon, a tomato, an orange, and a, or a sack of pennies. And now, thanks to the miracle of modern science, you can make a battery using spit. Whoa. I love it. <laughs> Researchers at Binghamton University have created paper-based bacteria-powered battery. One drop of saliva can activate the device, which can generate enough electricity to power an LED light for around 20 minutes. The battery is the subject of a new paper published in the Journal of Advanced Materials Technology. Sounds cool. It says here that the battery includes specialized bacterial cells called, uh, oh, okay, this one's good, exoelectrogens, okay, which have the ability to harvest electrons externally to the outside electrode, okay? Um, This sounds pretty cool. Um, for the long uh, for the long term term uh, long term storage, the bacterial cells are freeze dried until uh, use. This battery can even be used in challenging environmental conditions like desert areas. All you need is an organic matter to rehydrate and activate the freeze dried cells. I guess that's where the bacteria comes in. <laughs> so, so this is your spit. Yeah, crazy, hmm. right? The electro electro. I'm sorry, exoelectrogens are microorganisms with the ability to transfer electrons beyond their cell walls to an electrode. All they need is something to eat, okay? So in Ch- uh, Choey's, this is the, the researcher, in, or the, uh, the inventor, the, in Choey's battery, saliva serves two functions. It um, rouses the frozen cells from their slumber, and it provides food for the microorganisms, Okay. Cool, right? Hmm. So it says here, within, within minutes of spitting on the exoelectrogens, the battery will start churning out electricity. 
Huh. Wow. It's, and this guy says it's the first paper-based bio battery activated by body fluids. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so good. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Don't oh. you dare turn my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, cool. That so that's my that's my goodness pick. I think it's interesting. Um, oh my gosh! Keep something to keep that an eye on. So fascinating! Yeah. Wow, hmm. that is really neat. Cool. Tilly, you're up. What you got? That's good. Okay, I'm. Let's, let's <laughs> keep it on. Let's just leave it on a light note, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got we got deep. Man. We got deep tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I I love deep though. Good. I will go deep all day. Um, we last show we we talked about Gabe. Gabe was here. Dan's son, Gabe. Okay. And he was saying how his his brain was hurting at the end of the episode, and yeah. I took that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. We, we that's get, what we do. We get deep in the show, but then we we eventually do come up for air. So yes, we do. No, I yeah. love it. I, I absolutely love it. Um, so what I find to be good is science fiction. Cool. Oh yeah, nice. In all its forms, whether yeah, it's agreed. on the screen, uh, you know, on cool. the page, because it is such. Who do you like? Who's your um, I love uh, Philip K. Dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like what's his, his one quote is, reality is, what is it? What does he say about reality? It's something like, um, when you close your eyes and stop believing in something, reality is is what's there when you mm. open your eyes. Oh <laughs> uh, or something like that. It's Yeah, yeah I forget the, the exact um, quote. So, yeah, Philip K. Dick, and then, of course, my fantasy fiction would be George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And mm. his, have, so have you read... Um, yeah, the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Oh, and man. And watch, you know. Oh, good. Um, I would love to start watching it. It's, You've yeah. never watched it? No, I don't have <gasps> HBO. Yeah, oh, I signed up for HBO for, like, you know, like uh, I did, like, a free trial. And I burned through um, Westworld season one. Oh, that was good. And most of um, most of uh, Silicon Valley. Okay, I haven't seen that. That's good. It's funny. But Game of Thrones. Yeah. Do you watch it? I have. I, they need to put it on Netflix or Amazon Prime, and then I can watch it. Two Game of Thrones versions. I know, man. No. <laughs> well, I cannot believe it. I started reading the books. Um, Please but, do. They're so good. Well, my thing was that you know, it, dude, it's they're so long, and when you have to start taking notes. Because of so many characters, like I really yeah, see, got I confused don't. and lost. You, well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like yes, there. The, it's very. I mean, it's a deep, deep, yeah. long tale. Hmm. Um, I think he. he yeah. I think this guy he totally t- knocks Tolkien out of the water. Oh, cool! Man. Wow. Yeah, that's with good. Just, just with the. Oh my god, it's incredible, and nice. and the way so that they do it good on world screen building and stuff, man, is incredible. Good. Um, so would you recommend, like, someone who hasn't read the books read the books for first, or is it good to jump into the show? Either or. Okay. Hmm. Because so the show's like, really good then, if yeah. If you're an avid reader, That's what read I hear. the books. That's what people are saying. Because, okay. I mean, I I read the books quickly. Yeah. Because it oh, was just... Nice. You burned through. But you good. do... You, you can lose a lot by doing that, you know? But then <laughs> yeah. you have the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, Oh gosh, it's just it's uh, excellent. It's intoxicating. Very it good. Really is. Yeah, I've been wanting to see it. It looks like it's right up my alley. So. It's incredible. Yeah. I can't believe. So Game of Thrones. Know. I mean, I would classify that more as fantasy, though. Fantasy you know fiction. I mean? yeah. yeah, sci-fi fantasy. fantasy. Okay, good. Yeah, cool. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they they they, they cross over and then I think very they do. similar genres. Um, because I mean, there's cases. there's so many there's so much, there's so much science fiction out there as far as film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm I'm just always drawn to it. If yeah. It, if it if it's a dystopia, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Um, oh man, I just watched. Uh, I just finally saw Fury Road. I, I, I didn't see that. I did, oh, it's science fiction. It's awesome. 
It is, is the it, best is Mad Max new? movie. It's, Mad Max. It, is it a remake of Mad Max no, or is still, it a continuation? The, the continuation. Okay. It's um. I haven't oh, seen what's his that name? Yet. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, Tom, Hardy? Tom Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy's in it, and um. Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron is amazing. Were they transporting the, the pregnant girls or something? Yep. Okay, yeah. Spoilers. Seen You've seen it. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoiler alert. I, I think so. I didn't know. I mean, it's been out for a while. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, know. there's going to be I need, like a, I need to Yeah, George Miller. That. George Miller. This is his best okay. one. I mean, I've seen, I remember seeing them a long time ago, like the first couple, but this movie is incredible. Like, the whole thing takes place, like, on moving. It looks like a salt flat Moving or something. vehicles. Yes. Yeah, but the, the, they're all on moving vehicles, like, the mm-hmm. whole movie. It's amazing, like the, the stunts hmm. and the uh, cinematography, the yeah, the, the surroundings. It's crazy. The costumes. Boy, was is that based off of a book? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure who yeah. wrote the story. I think George Miller hmm. was okay. Partly did he do the original Mad Max films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. yeah. yep. I like, I mean, I, know I love to read. So sure, sure, yeah, yeah. I haven't read much science fiction to be honest. I mean, I think I mean I've read some Larry Niven. You ever read him? Mm-hmm. He's like a philosophical science fiction guy. Okay. He wrote Ring World. Pretty cool. Okay. And I read Kurt some of Kurt Vonnegut is also, even okay. though some people don't like think. Um, uh-huh. he's, he's, he wrote he some cro- sci-fi? He crosses over into the cool. science fiction realm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but more satirical sci-fi. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Um, gosh, okay, here's the important question. One. Here's the important question. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh. <laughs> Star Trek. Yes. Star Trek. Yeah, me too. You know, Star Wars just does not do it for me. I mean, I love Star Wars too, but I don't know. I think I just like the... uh, He's on (laughs) Dan's walking out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, (laughs) they're they're both good. They're very close to me. It would be the same thing. No, I love... I don't know. God, I just... It didn't do it for me. It really didn't. I like Star Trek in the sense that it, it... There's just so much more. I mean, but... Now that Disney has Star Wars, they're going to start going crazy with the, yeah. with the, the canon. I think so, too. But yeah. Star, War, Star Trek has always been like traditionally more like philosophical. Mm-hmm. And it's been... And it's, I like that universe better. Well, not, not better necessarily, but um, I like it as a vision. Like I, I, it's more inspirational for me, mm-hmm. right? It's more mm-hmm. like, like a utopian sort of science science fiction future sure you know i like that well speaking of science fiction there's this um other show um that i will always it, it will always be my favorite no matter what it's called mm-hmm. Battlestar galactica oh man love it oh good my show gosh mm-hmm. and you know i was thinking about yeah. starting to watch it again because yeah. i'd like to get back into it, it. I miss, and i yeah. love the whole concept of the cylons yep. and mm-hmm. oh my gosh i'm <laughs> such a nerd what else what else was good <laughs> I mean, Stargate, I remember watching that. That was pretty cool. Oh, my God, I love Stargate. Yeah. And what was the one that was on, like, a short-lived one, the one that uh, Joss Whedon did? Firefly? Firefly. Did you ever oh, watch yeah. that? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. I only ever saw the, the movie. Uh, okay. What, what was the movie called? I can't remember. I don't know if it was Firefly, but it was... Um, I think it did have a name. Know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anything science Serenity? Serenity. That's yeah, it. That's yep. It. Yep, yep, you got it. That's it. I don't even know what you were talking about uh, right now. Uh, You'll get into it later, buddy. <laughs> movies. Uh, We're talking about movies. <laughs> We're almost done, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't believe this after 10. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, that is a good pick. I yeah. think so. Taylor, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I think we are 
getting close to the end here. Okay. Um, we already. Finished. I want to be done with this. <laughs> We're almost okay. done. Even though I'm not really talking, and remember when I said, "Don't you dare turn my mic off." Oh, yes, wow. I remember. We're wrapping up now, dude. <laughs> Edit. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. But um, we're we're we are close to the end, and so and... I think it's time for plugs. And I think um, I would just like to remind people that you can go to wxpiradio.org. You can catch. You can get all our back episodes there. You can also, more importantly, you can become a member there. You can, you know, subscribe and donate. You can underwrite. You can, you can support community radio there. And I encourage everyone to do that. Um, Increase Capacity, you can find us also at increasedcapacity.com on Facebook slash Increased Capacity. Um, on Twitter, at Increased Cap. That's just Increased C-A-P. Um, and I don't know. Tilly, what about you? Uh, what do you got going on? Too. You got anything to plug? The- vote, vote in November. Well, yes, there's the November yep. election coming up, but um, we're, we're in August. Yeah. So, okay, I'm campaigning with the other Democratic candidates. Cool. We're actually looking for a place in first Friday mm-hmm. uh, for our last meet and greet oh, good. for the election. Great. Um, we have not secured a place yet downtown okay. because nobody mm. wants to share their space with us. Oh, really? <laughs> so, oh. if you know of anybody. Okay. okay. Put some feelers out. We'll do. Um, because, I mean, we, we'll, we'll take it to the streets if we have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah, cool, cool. Yes. So okay. that's my plug. We'll find something. Dan, anything else? Um, yeah, we're also, we have a Gmail account as well. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Good increased capacity at gmail.com. I haven't Good. checked it yet. Have you, okay. Jesse? I have not. Okay, so will. sorry if we haven't acknowledged anybody that yes. may have sent something in, but we'll we'll check it out. Okay. I want to we'll say, say one more thing. What do you got, Penny? You got How points? do you brush your teeth with a knife? <laughs> oh, ooh, that sounds like, ooh. <laughs> That's how you do it. Nice, dude. So they get the plaque out. <laughs> Well, I Very really good. want to thank you for having me. Thanks, Tilly. Yeah, yeah thanks for coming on. This has been great. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will do it again soon. Yeah. I hope. Sounds great. Excellent. Awesome. And I think we will catch you all next time. See ya. On Increased Capacity. And bye. Ciao. Ciao. Don't you dare turn my mic off.